Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Last week we discovered that Jesus demonstrated the kingdom of God had come on earth in himself. He brings healing spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. In Jesus we have salvation from the feebleness of mind and body, corrupt selfish desires, and the consequences of those destructive forces. We also have deliverance from the trials of living in this world damaged by evil for all eternity. It is for this reason that Jesus was sent. So let us continue on our journey through this series titled, What Did Jesus Do? When Jesus walked the earth as a man, he foretold what would take place. He prophesied of his betrayal, suffering, death, resurrection and ascension back to his Father in heaven. All of which was fulfilled and testified of by many eyewitnesses. Jesus also foretold of what would happen after he ascended into heaven. He spoke about the signs of the times, the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem, the beginning of sorrows, persecution, the great tribulation, signs in the sky of his second coming, and final judgment for those who rejected God and his right to rule and reign. Out of his great love for us and his protection towards us, he foretold of such things. He did all this so we would be wise, stand in the truth and have no fear. To live from a place of rest and trust in him, breaking the controlling forces, those destructive forces of circumstances, selfish desires and evil. In everything that Jesus does and says, he is one with the Father's will, one with the Father's heart. That is God's great, unconditional, unending love toward us. His desire is that no one should perish and all would be with him for eternity. So what did Jesus do? He prophesied. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, through your eyes of love, by your Spirit, may we listen to what Jesus is saying to us today through his prophecies of what will take place. May we receive a greater revelation of your love, truth and power. For yours is the kingdom and the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So let us begin. The Signs of the Times and the Beginnings of Sorrows. Luke chapter 21, verses 8 to 15. And he said, 
Take heed that you not be deceived. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has drawn near. Therefore do not go after them. But when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified. For these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes in various places, and famines and pestilences. And there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, but it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. Therefore settle it in your hearts not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. What did Jesus do? He prophesied. Jesus speaks light and life, and when Jesus speaks, it is so. He said, Do not be deceived. Do not go after those who claim to be the Christ, the Anointed One, and do not be terrified of things that must take place. He declared, Do not be deceived by those who will say they are the Christ the Messiah, the Anointed One. For he will not return in secret or to an exclusive few. He will return in all his glory for all the earth to see. And Jesus is the only way to the Father, the one way to heaven, one way to eternity. He is the Lord of destiny, the Son of God, the Son of Man. He is God who became human, lived, died, rose, and ascended on high. Only he can claim he is the Messiah. Jesus speaks the truth over everyone who will listen and receive. In response to Jesus' words of truth and life, we have the choice to give total allegiance to him and to acknowledge his right to rule and reign or reject him. Jesus rules and reigns in the hearts and minds of every disciple. He wants us to know the truth, as it is in the truth that we can stand. We will not be deceived, because Jesus has spoken his truth over us and prophesied what will take place. It is the truth that sets us free of any deception and fear. And Jesus is the truth and the life. In Jesus' words and prophecies, he brings freedom, empowerment, love and strength. Jesus also prophesied that there will be great disturbances in the natural realm. Today we seem to be living in such times. The earth is wearing out like a garment. The natural forces are in continual motion of trying to find equilibrium. 
Earthquakes are becoming more frequent and more severe. Famines are more evident, and deadly viruses are dominating our lives. The last century we saw nations rising against nations. There were two world wars, horrendous atrocities committed with brother against brother, and many killing fields scattered around the world. Conflict, fear and chaos seemed to abound. But Jesus says all these are the beginning of sorrows or the birth pangs of the process that will bring everything towards the end of the age. Then Jesus will return to bring peace, love and harmony to the universe. Before all these things to take place, Jesus also said there will be persecution against him in persecuting those who carry his name. They would be brought before rulers for the sake of his name. Yet what was devised by those who oppose God was turned into an incredible opportunity to testify of him. Jesus stated that God would give the wisdom and the words for them to speak, words that his adversaries could not contradict or stand against. The Bible and history proves that this has already taken place. What did Jesus do? He prophesied. Then there is the Great Tribulation. Matthew chapter 24, verses 21 to 22. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Jesus likens the great tribulation to an era that precedes his second coming. The tribulation in context of Jesus' words means great pressure, anguish, Burdened, troubled, persecution, oppression, affliction, distress. Throughout the ages there have been many theories, opinions and assumptions about the Great Tribulation. Jesus states, for the elect's sake, the days will be shortened. And in Jesus' words, we have nothing to fear as the preaching of the gospel to the ends of the earth cannot be stopped. We will stand as witnesses to all the nations of God's great love, truth and power. So what did Jesus do? He prophesied. After, immediately after in fact, the second coming. Matthew chapter 24, verses 29 to 31. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man 
coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. After the great tribulation, the days will be very dark for those who have rejected Jesus and glorious for those who have received him. Yes, the powers of heaven will be shaken and the whole earth will see Jesus, the Eternal One in all his glory. Those of Jewish heritage who rejected him as their king will mourn as they will see that he is their Messiah. To mourn in this context is to actively strike oneself, to cut off from and beat one's breast. They will realise that in rejection of Jesus as their king, they effectively cut themselves off from God. At the trumpet sound, the messengers of God will gather together all those who have received Jesus as their Lord and Saviour from heaven and earth. That is both those who are physically alive at the time of Jesus' returning and those who have died a physical death, but their spirits are in heaven. Disciples of Jesus, from Jewish heritage, from non-Jewish heritage, from every people, group and nation, will gather together with him. In his second coming, Jesus will unite us all in one, those in heaven and those on earth. It will be the most spectacular and glorious event. He will return with ultimate power filled with great glory. It will be a royal procession, a majestic appearance, that means total deliverance for all his disciples throughout the ages. We who are his, that is, every disciple of Jesus, whether we are alive or dead at the time of his coming, will be part of this spectacular event. Together, we will be caught up with him for all to see. What an amazing testimony of his glorious majesty, victorious power, and unending love. What did Jesus do? He prophesied. So we can live in the hope of today and in the hope of tomorrow at rest in him. Then the judgment. Matthew 25, verses 31 to 34. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Matthew 
and verse 41. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And verse 46. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Jesus is coming back in all his glory and will sit in his rightful place on his throne of glory. All nations, tribes and people throughout the ages will be gathered. Jesus, the King of all kings, will reveal those who are his and those who are not. Those who are his are all those who received him and his right to rule and reign. They are the sheep in this prophetic story. As his sheep, they know him personally and have given their total allegiance to him. They are his sheep, been set apart and blessed, raised up at his right hand in a position of his power and inheritance. In complete contrast to those who are his own on the right, Jesus declares to those who are the goats, those who rejected him and his right to rule and reign, Depart from me. They are cursed in rejecting Jesus, as in rejecting Jesus they rejected their only pathway of salvation. They will stand before Jesus' throne, and their choice will be exposed. In rejecting Jesus, they chose to give their total allegiance to evil. They are destined for eternal fire that was prepared for the evil one and his rebellious angels. To go deeper, please listen to our podcast titled The Sheep and the Goats. Jesus prophesied many things for us to know the truth and to have no fear when these things that have to happen do take place. In the great love of God, he gives everyone free choice, and that none will be ignorant of the truth. All who have received him throughout the ages, from every people group, can live from a place of rest and trust in him, regardless of the circumstances. Even under extreme pressure, opposition, conflict and persecution, we can remember Jesus' words of truth and life. This is the power of his word. It is with his word he created. He speaks light into the darkness, peace into fear and freedom into bondage. He does all this because he so loves. What did Jesus do? He prophesied. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name.